happy Sunday. Happy Sunday because every day is Sunday. Hey, welcome back to Happy Sunday. This is Pastor Stacy, uh, Pastor Stacy Sarton from New Jerusalem Baptist Church in Detroit, Michigan, the good old U.S. of A. I love you in the name of Jesus Christ. And we're talking about hope today. We're talking about making our earthquake. What do we mean by that? We're talking about the messages of God. The messages of God can make your earthquake. You can pull a scripture out of the Bible and you can shake up your whole world with it. And all you have to do is make it real to you. All you have to do is make it uh, uh, applicable to your life. And how do you do that? By taking the scripture and putting it into the, uh, the world around you and seeing how it works in the world around you and then making it work in, in your own life. Let's do that. Let's take a scripture and do it right now. Matthew 28 and 2. And behold, there was a great earthquake earthquake for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. Uh, that whole story right there, that, that line right there is referring to Mary and some of the other disciples. These ladies woke up Sunday morning, a couple of days after Jesus had been crucified. And by tradition, they were going to anoint his body with oils. And they didn't care that he had died, that all hope seemed lost, that it was the middle of the night, and that he had been uh, killed for, by the Roman government. They, they were just following what they knew to do. Uh, and can you imagine the hope that had been lost for these disciples? I mean, here is Jesus, the man they saw walk on water, calm the storm, raise the dead, heal the blind, give uh, the insane man, a right mind, all types of miracles right before their eyes. And on top of that, showing love and being a kind and gentle leader. And here he is dead now. I mean, what were they to think? But they didn't give up, even in that darkest hour, because when they went in that early, to that grave uh, early Sunday morning, it was still dark out. It was still, uh, uh, you were still waiting for the sun to rise, but they were going to that grave and they didn't they didn't care. They didn't let anything stop them. And so what I'm saying is in our lives, you may be in a situation right now, especially with all this stuff in 2020, put it behind you. Because in our lives, we can go forward in Christ Jesus and we can trust him even in the darkest hour. Because what laid ahead uh, for those disciples was they got to that grave. And just like the scripture says, there was a great earthquake for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven. Angel uh, in the Greek is uh, a messenger. And that's what angels are. And so a message descends from heaven and it lands on this stone, which is blocking the grave where Jesus was buried. Uh, and there were two guards next to the stone to make sure no one stole the body and could say that he rose from the grave. And so this earthquake shakes the stone and they get there and they can see on the inside that Jesus is not in the grave. And so in our lives, what that means for us is that the messages of God, when they come down and they do come down, they descend on us in our darkest hour, if and when we follow the Lord and continue to seek him and do his will, the messages will come down and they'll shake things up. And when they shake things up, they'll move things out of the way, things that are blocking us from saying that we still have hope, even in a hopeless situation, that the things of God are not dead, they're alive, and they're not in the grave of whatever situation or circumstance we thought they had died in. That's what the messages of God will do. And they had the faith, even again, in the hopelessness to keep doing what they knew to do. And so we, even in the hopelessness that we sometimes face, 
should continue to pray, should continue to read the Bible and meditate on it and talk to God and assemble ourselves with other Christians, go to church and, and, and hear the word from the pastor and, and understand and, and listen and, and teach when you can. Because when you continue to do these things of the Lord, then the Lord will show up in that walk because that's called a walk with him. And he is walking with us at all times. But what he'll do is he'll show up in a way in a message that'll shake things up and allow us to see through and around and, and past the obstacles in life. He does that with his messengers. Again, it's all about that walk. It's all about that journey and staying on that journey. Just like those migrating pigeons, right? You know, ever been to a wedding and you see the pigeons are let loose? And those pigeons aren't lost forever. They're going back to their coop, right? Because they're trained to, to go back to wherever they came from. And how do they know where they came from? Well, many believe that pigeons and, and have this uh, uh, iron ore in their nose, uh, a small traces of it called magnetite. And what it does is it allows them to uh, uh, align themselves with the north and south magnetic poles, the Earth's north and magnetic south magnetic poles. And so it sort of guides itself like a compass with that on it from the inside. And it also uses landmarks, mountains, streams, valleys, maybe even old farmhouses and things we may have built. And it'll follow these landmarks and say, oh, okay, well, there's the river, there's the farm or the farmhouse, there's the waterfall, I'm going in the right direction. And we can do the same thing in our lives with the things of God. We can continue going in the right direction by going, reading our scriptures and, and, and praying and, and, and being kind and loving others and loving God and, and having a heart after God and, and keeping hope and faith. And, and as we have these landmarks in our lives, regular attendance at church, and, 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 and as we have these and see these landmarks in our lives, then it will continue to guide us even when we're off when we don't, we don't know whether we're on course or not. These things will assure us that we are. Loving one another will assure us that we're on course. Uh, forgiving others will assure us we're on course. And so that's what we do. And that's how we move in Christ Jesus, right? Those homing pigeons have been known to travel more than, what, 1,800 miles, uh, I think was a record, but 1,100 miles or so during migration and return to the same mate every year. And again, in our Christian journey, we too have magnetite, but we call it the Holy Spirit. And it guides us to and fro, leading us into the remembrance of all that Christ taught. We develop a migration path or a routine in God. We create, quote unquote, landmarks and monuments and habits that keep us in line with God's plan until we can see our way. And as we give testimony and witnesses to God's work and goodness in our lives, we remember the lessons learned and deliverances gained. This allows us to keep moving in our darkest hours, the hours just before dawn. Remember that angels are messengers of God. The angel these women met at the grave gave a message that caused their earth to quake. And in your life today, if you just listen to what God is saying through the hopelessness surrounding us today with all these crazy things going on. But if you trust and believe in God and continue to look to him as your strength, then your earth will quake. He'll send a message and the stone hiding hope will be removed and you'll be able to regain what you lost. Any hope, any energy, anything that makes you feel like you're not going to succeed or go forward, you'll gain those things back through the messages of God. Our lives are altered when we receive God's life-altering word. Again, and then the obstacles to hope in our lives are removed. At that point, that's what I mean by saying our earth is quake. You see, at the crust, the earth is made up of uh, these plates, about seven or eight plates that fit together like loose, slow-moving puzzle pieces. 
And the edge of each puzzle piece is a major fault line. So have you ever heard of that word where they say fault lines? And they're saying at the edge of each plate, it's called a fault line. And so the size of these fault lines, they move past each other relatively smoothly, right? If there's no points sticking out or anything like that, causing conflicts between the two plates. But sometimes there's a stress point that's introduced and there is something that's sticking out. So the friction builds as they shift and move, right? And scrape against each other. So they're moving back and forth, scraping against each other. And then something sticks out and they lock. And all of a sudden when they lock, right where they lock at, the friction builds up enough energy, heat energy, strong enough to melt and liquefy the rocks and the dirt all around it. And all that is released upward from the crust. And so when that reaches the surface, it starts radiating outward in waves. And that's when you see the ground displaced and shaken and you start seeing the ripples of rock, like it's like moving like water. That's what we call a natural earthquake. That energy is so strong, that heat is so hot that it liquefies the water and it starts moving again, like waves and all of that. And just like the earth, our lives are made up of pieces that often puzzle us. We do. There's so many pieces to our lives and it becomes a puzzle for a lot of us. And we have faults too, right? Sometimes these puzzling pieces in our lives are able to move past each other and cause no stress, just like those plates on the earth. They go back and forth. And so these shortcomings, these faults in our lives, they're, they're, they're sins. And so in our lives, they cause stress. They cause stress. And so we'll be able to, on one hand, do these sinful things, these things that you know have nothing to do with God, they're outside his will. And then on the other hand, we'll be you know praising the Lord, telling others that you know he's our shepherd and, and, and pretending to be you know these these good people when our hearts are not in that. We don't have the kindness, we don't have the forgiveness, we don't have the love for others. And so, you know, without the word of God truly directing our lives, it becomes easy to separate these two identities and then maintain these opposite purposes, right? In totally different areas of our lives with two separate people. Friends at work may know a completely different person than uh, uh, than our choir, fellow choir members or our pastor knows. And our wives and husbands may have no idea who we are once we get around the friends and acquaintances they don't know. However, if we develop a routine that adds value to our life, things will change. God's message of hope and salvation through Christ Jesus will cause a conflict within our faults and cause the individual earth to quake. God will make something happen. He'll say, you know what? I'm not going to let you live like this. I'm not going to let you die and, and, and go to hell. I'm, I, I've reconciled you through Christ Jesus, and, and I'm going to make your earthquake. I'm going to stop all of this conflict, and I'm going to make you true to me. So what he'll do because he'll cause some conflict and one part of our lives will stick out into that other part of our lives and it'll build up. And the message that we get, the message from God that we learn from that, it'll start to shake things up. And again, just like that earthquake energy is so powerful in that epicenter that it creates temperatures that melt solid rock and the earth above it. Then when God starts to shake things up on the inside of us, and we start to feel and hear the word of God. And we feel convicted about by the word of God about living these dual lives, being these double-minded men and women. Then all of that on the inside starts to rise up to the surface. And it starts to shake things up in, in, our, in our lives. And just like when an earthquake occurs, 
the buildings that are strong and sturdy and that were built right and should be standing and continue to stand, they become even sturdier because they're shaken and they're proven in that earthquake. But those weak buildings, those shoddy buildings built with the raw, uh, I mean, the, the weak materials, not built right, not into the code, not at the right level, all those weak and deteriorating buildings, they start falling down. And in our lives, spiritually, when God shakes us up with his message, when he makes our earths quake, then all of a sudden, those things that we're doing in our lives that are not a God, those weak things, those things like hate and doubt and worry and fear, those things start shaking and coming down. And those things like faith and trust in God and love and hope, those things get sturdier and they start standing. And the mountains in our lives that we couldn't get over, those things start coming down. Because remember, those plates start co colliding. And when those plates collide, then they create mountains. And, 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 and the valleys that were low in our lives, they, they, all of a sudden, they're lifted up. And they start to rise in the mountains. And again, the, the mountains in our lives that we couldn't get past or around, then those earthquakes that pull apart and separate uh, the, the, the plates, then those create the valleys. They completely pull down the mountains in our lives. They separate and they create rifts from things that we shouldn't be doing and people that we shouldn't be around. The Lord will start shaking up our lives. And that's what these earthquakes are doing for us spiritually. If we listen and hear the message of God and it moves the things that were in the way of us seeing who and what God is. And so that's why you should make your earthquake. How? By listening to the word of God. That's all it takes. And, and, and those enemy guards who were at the grave, right? Let's go back to those folks. They were frozen in fear. You know, the scriptures go on to say, and, and they were, they, and, and they, Mary was just able to walk around them and, and move past those bodies as she examined this truth of the grave being empty. And in our lives, the things that uh, uh, were blocking us, the things that were uh, guarding and making sure that we didn't expect to have any hope, that we would never have any hope. Those things, all of a sudden, God will freeze them. He'll put a stop to them. And we'll be able to walk right around them, right past the very things that we thought were going to block us from our blessings and from victory. That's what God will do. We're able to do things in Christ that the enemies and the obstacles in life have blocked. We're now able to go around them and see better and achieve more. Our enemies are stilled as we receive and accept God's message of salvation and hope. So you see how the Bible can... Can, can again, the messages of the Bible can kind of shake you up. And, 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 and with earthquakes, they also have aftershocks, right? There's a thing called aftershocks. Aftershocks are earthquakes that occur after the initial earthquake as the fault line adjusts to the main shock. So and, and aftershocks are in the same region, but they're smaller than the main shock. And in our lives, we can create aftershocks and God's message of hope by praying and reading and meditating on his word. When those girls saw that that grave was empty, Mary went running back to tell the rest of the disciples. And Jesus met her on the way. But Mary went running back to tell the other disciples because she had an aftershock. Man, was she shocked to see that Jesus was still alive. And she wanted to go give them an aftershock. And in our lives, it works the same way. Once we realize that Jesus Christ is real 
and that he can do the things that he can, said he can do and that he's really doing them. And we're so shocked that we go and we create aftershocks. People see how we're living. Once we forgive them, then they forgive us and they start to forgive others. Once we love them, then they start to love us and they start to love others. We start to do aftershocks again, over and over. And, 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 and the ripple effect is that uh, it could be the same energy can be felt in other areas. So there's like this ripple effect. So when our life settles for the better after our earthquakes, we affect our family, our neighbors, our friends, our coworkers, and schoolmates. I mean, there's just like ripple effect. It, it rolls out. And our lives, again, the love of God will roll out to the people around us. The relationships change and the message of hope is spread. And focusing on God's messages, again, will make your earth quake. And when it does, especially at the point of a shortcoming, we all change for the better. Better. So again, that's what we should make our earths quake. And, and, and when Mary was running back to tell the rest of the disciples, when she was running back for that aftershock, Jesus met her on the way. He met her again and she stopped and, and you know, wanted to worship her. And he told her, you know, go ahead. But he wanted to make sure that she knew that he was with her. And as we go through these aftershocks, as we, after the Lord shakes us up and he shows us a new direction and he sturdies the things in our lives that should be sturdy and he brings down the things in our lives that shouldn't, shouldn't be up, then he'll continue to be with us. He'll meet us on the way to, to spreading this message, on the way to, to, to demonstrating this in our lives and living this whole thing out. We just have to trust God and not run away from problems and not give up and say, there's no hope and I'm going to turn in the other direction. Because when you turn in the other direction and you end up spiraling downwards and what they did again, is they trusted. They said, I had a tradition. This is what I did. I trusted the Lord. And these are the things connected to trusting the Lord. And I'll continue to do those things even in the darkest hour. I will face whatever the Lord will have me to face. And I will wait for his message to shake up my world and quake my earth. Because if you run from things, they'll chase you. So you might as well face them. You might as well say, hey, Lord, give me a message. If you run from a dog, it'll chase you. That's, the, that's just the way it works. And it works that way everywhere. Look at the birds. You ever see the birds on our wire? If you see a bunch of birds on a wire and they're migrating, have you ever kept those pigeons taking a rest? And while they're resting, some will be turned some way, some will be turned another way, and they'll all be doing different things during their break. But when it's time to move, when it's time to take off, they'll all turn around and they'll all turn in the right, same direction. Why are they doing that? Because they're made to face the wind. They're made to fly into the wind. And even if it's a storm in that direction, even if that wind is and rain is in that direction, even if it's not a favorable direction, that's the direction that they were made to fly in. Their, their feathers are made that way. Their feathers are made that when they fly into the wind, the wind uh, keeps the feathers into the right place and it lays them down. If they were to turn and fly against the wind, then their feathers would be ruffled, right? You ever hear somebody with the, the feathers all ruffled? That's somebody who's not facing something. That's not somebody who's not facing their fear, not facing the, the, the situation, not facing the the, the, the the communication or the conversation they should be having. So their feathers get ruffled. But in our lives, what we're to do is face things. And so whenever you see a flock of birds about to take off, they'll all turn in the same direction and they'll face the wind. Because birds have a... a, a 
they use uh, what is it? Uh, thrust. Uh, they thrust themselves into the wind. And when they thrust themselves into the wind, they open up into the wind uh, because their wings are made to, if they open up their arms and open up their wings, their wings are made to lift their bodies and they're made to fly. So they know to, to say, hey, I, I'm going to make it. I don't care what's coming at me. I'm made, I'm made to make it. I'm made to come up or to rise above whatever it is I'm facing. And in our lives, we should be just like those birds. We thrust ourselves out. And we thrust ourselves out like those birds, knowing that we're made to survive whatever God sends our way because he's with us. Then we'll get over it just like they get over it. They rise above the wind. They rise above the storm. They rise above the rain and they fly right through it because they have the power to, because they trust in what God has made them. And God has made us his children and heirs through Christ Jesus. And if we open up our spirits to him and thrust ourselves together in unity towards whatever we're facing in Christ Jesus, then we can get over it and we can never lose hope. And just like they have that thrust, the second part comes into play. And that's the lift. Because when you thrust yourself in faith into the things of God, then there's a lift in the spirit. And that's what gets you over. And that's how we got over. When your soul looks back and wonders how it got over, know that you thrust yourself into the Lord. You thrust yourself into trusting him and that he lifted you above whatever you were facing. And what do they do? They continue to glide and they continue to move their wings and they continue to glide and they continue to move their wings. They don't stop moving. They don't give up. They don't say, okay, I got over that because something else is coming. There's more wind. This is how we fly. This is how we move. A man's life is short and it's full of troubles, but we move through it, trusting the Lord and rising above those troubles. Many are the troubles of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them from them all. So in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up, thrust yourself, face your problems. Don't turn away from them because if you do, you'll spiral downward. But if you face them, then trust and believe that Jesus Christ has made you an overcomer. You're more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. The grave is empty. The message of God is shaking things up and saying that there is hope and there is power and there is love and there is strength. And you are going to live and you won't die. Not in Christ Jesus. So happy Sunday. I love you in the name of Jesus. And again, I just want you to understand that your earth can quake. If you trust the Lord, if you believe in his messages, if in your darkest hour you continue to walk with him, you continue to talk with him. I'm Pastor Stacy from New Jerusalem Missionary Baptist Church in Detroit. I'm glad you joined your podcast, my podcast. Uh, we'll be again uh, here on Thursday, Tuesdays and Thursdays. We're rocking every Tuesday and Thursday, and we're talking things of science and nature ripped right out of scripture, right? What is it? Uh, Romans 1 and uh, 20. I mean, God made all these things in the physical so that we could understand the, the, the spiritual. Everything you see in the physical represents something in the, in, the, in the spiritual. And so that's what we'll be visiting. Again, anything, the kitchen sink, a bottle of water. We'll be back with whatever we can find because we know the Lord is in it. Again, I love you in the name of Jesus Christ. I invite you to buy the book, Happy Sunday, because every day is Sunday. Uh, every day we, we, we rise up is a day that the Lord has given us a chance to rise up. So every day is Sunday. It's available on Amazon.com and at www.pastorstacysarton.com. Uh, it's my second book, Arrows of Deliverance is the first book. It's also available on Amazon and at www.pastorstacysarton.com. I invite you to follow me on Facebook and Instagram where, where you'll see a lot of colorful uh, pictures and imagery and 
uh, talk about some of the science and nature we talk about here. I just love you in the name of Jesus. It's about time for us to really trust and believe what God is saying. Hope is alive. Hope is not dead. And that's what I'm here for, to just pour into you what the Lord is pouring into me. I'm just a water hose being turned on by the spirit of Christ Jesus. And what's flowing through me is flowing to you for us both through Christ Jesus. So let's trust him. Let's believe it. You've got hope. And come back Thursday and uh, let's ride out uh, something else, right? I love you in the name of Jesus. Peace and uh, what's the other thing? Love, right? Peace and love. Happy Sunday.